Hi, everybody. This is Dr. Matthew Martinez. You're on with Talk with the Doc. I have Dr. Anna Michaela here, who is wonderfully working with the Mercy Blue Room program in Yelm, Washington. She also has her own practice there and has had great success intertwining basic nutrition, Blue Room, and other adjunct therapies to help people get over lots and lots of things. Dr. Anna, do you want to introduce yourself? Uh, yes. Uh, hi there, Dr. Matt. So, hi. Uh, um, I'm an internal medicine physician, and I um, have decided to go into integrative medicine uh, after about 20 years of mental health care and uh, have learned lots of uh, wonderful ways of helping and supporting people. And really, the, the idea is to restore people to health, and nutrition is one fantastic way of how we can do that. So um, at AM Medical, we're, we're working with that as well as uh, uh, at Mercy Room. So I look forward to talking more about this. Yeah, nutrition is, you know, I, I always discuss nutrition, especially when I have an athlete that I say, these are your basic fundamentals. And, you know, with any athlete, they call the fundamentals, the basic movements, the basic stretching, you know, the, ba- the basis of everyone being an athlete in that sport. And I really, I know from my own experience that if you don't have the proper balance of nutrition, you know, in other words, your vitamins, your minerals, your phytochemicals, cofactors, et cetera, you know, it's so true that you're just, you know, you're kind of spinning your wheels. And um, I love it when my patients get that concept and they start adding in nutrients and good foods to their diets and their daily regimes. And it's amazing what, you know, what happens, you know, anything from poor sleep to, you know, skin problems clear up. I, I mean, you know, digestional issues. It, it's really a, a wonderful way to to begin care. What, what do you think, Dr. Anna? Well, I think that uh, exactly like you're saying, it is important for people to understand what to do because the information out there is so confusing. <laughs> yes, so many is. diets. People want to live yeah. healthier, uh, but then it's like, well, how do you approach it? And I think we can definitely talk about. One aspect of nutrition, which is, you know, to have clean food yeah. uh, that is high in nutrient value. Yeah. However, our, um, our foodstuffs and fruits and vegetables, compared to years ago, the nutritional value has decreased substantially, as you well know. Yeah. Because of, you know, poor soil condition, etc. So oftentimes, in order to restore as well as maintain health we have to supplement right don't you think as well i i do i i think that um you know you you really brought that the truth into light that our food and i'm talking about our food not our boxed food everybody out there our our real food our fruits our vegetables our protein sources have been degraded so much and you know i read this study you know i'm uh, i'm into this because I, I love agriculture i love farming that an apple in 1950 1950 is worth seven to ten apples today and so in other words everybody in order for you to get the same nutrition that someone in 1950 could get in one apple you would have to eat seven to ten apples today to get the same nutrient quality and, and right then and there, that should make everybody kind of take a breath and go, oh, my God, well, I only eat one apple a week. So where are you getting your nutrients from? <laughs> and, and this is why it's so important for people to understand this. Yeah, and then, you know, a gradual decline in health. It's yeah. quite so slow. And yeah. uh, 
a sudden people are noticing that they're more tired or that they have more brain fog. And, and because it, it happens on a day-to-day, very gradual basis, you know, people think, oh, I'm just getting older. But mm-hmm. what really is happening is that the cells are having problems to manufacture the energy that they need to stay healthy. Right. I mean, that that is really the biggest thing, to, you know, I, I see as well out there. And you know, this is this is why I love working with athletes. It's because most of them never skip a meal. They're, they understand the importance of quality nutrition. And it's it's really, you know, I, I have to get them to look towards long-term health because most of them are looking for performance. But they're such a great example for everybody out there because we all have the same bodies. And all of these bodies run on these basic nutrients that... Everybody, it, you know, doesn't matter who you are. You you need these. Now the quantities is going to be different, especially on your energy output. So an athlete may need more, but everybody needs them. And so, anyways, I love working with these athletes because a lot of times, you know, putting together, you know, a, a nutrition plan for them, they feel it in this in the same day or even in the same week. Like, oh my God, my energy is so much better. My recovery is so much better. My sleep is so much better. My mental focus is so much better. And, you know, and, and that's where I am very much a believer in, in a very round, whole nutrition program that doesn't leave anything out because, you know, how can we say one nutrient is more important than the other? That's where it becomes very difficult. And this is where I see out in the general population, you know, everybody nowadays has a vitamin. They have like a vitamin C or a vitamin D. And, and we know that it takes other things for you to absorb i mean and are you running into kind of the same thing yes and you know it's interesting because if you really want to understand nutrition you have to get back to how does the cell function and anybody who wants to stay healthy has to understand just the basic of that right if you really understand that every b vitamin for example is is related in that cycle of creating energy. If you don't have enough B3, 80% of the energy production of the cell needs that B3. And if you don't have it, then you can't make as much energy. But then the next step needs B2. Then the next step (laughs) needs, you know, uh, your your trace minerals. Uh, You need your vitamin C for your transporters. If people, for example, they say, hey, you know, no matter what I'm doing, I'm, I'm eating just 500 calories, but I'm still gaining weight. If you're vitamin C deficient, it actually requires vitamin C to utilize carnitine to transport fat out of exactly. your, your cells and start to utilize it. If you don't have vitamin C, you can't lose weight and you right. can't burn your fat because your your metabolic pathways are kind of in the in the wrong gear. Yeah, no, you're hundred percent right. And and you you really brought that point out so well and it's it's so imperative that people understand. Now Everybody out there, where do you get vitamin C from? And I hope everybody says oranges. Yes, you can get vitamin C from oranges, but there's a whole other subset of foods, so like tomatoes, mango. Uh, there's a lot of things out there that you can combine on a daily basis. Now, for those of you who are honest with yourselves out there and you're not eating some of those citrus fruits every single day, you're not eating tomatoes every single day, I'm going to go out on a limb and say you're probably vitamin C deficient unless you're supplementing. 
What do you think, Dr. Anna? Absolutely. You know, uh, every animal species on this planet, yeah. except humans yeah. and guinea pigs, make their own vitamin C. A goat makes oh, yeah. 100,000 milligrams of vitamin C a day. Yeah. It can adapt to stress. A cat makes 13,000. So right. imagine how big we are as a human. We have a genetic defect and there's three exons missing yes. and we cannot make out of glucose vitamin c so Boy, every a... single day because this vitamin is water soluble mm -hmm. we have to take it in linus pauling talked about if you just want to maintain health cellularly right. you need between five and eight thousand milligrams of vitamin c because certain things like infections will utilize it up if you smoke one cigarette, you have just blown through 200 milligrams of vitamin C. Yes. So different, different aspects that we're doing uh, in, uh, that's occurring in our body. If we're sick, for example, we need much higher levels. And uh, because it's water-soluble, right. it doesn't stay in our body. Right. I, I, this, I'm so glad to be talking to you about this topic. I brought this up for years with my peers, and I think you know, you're probably understanding. How many other physicians that are just generally trained out of medical school understand the importance of, of nutrition this way? You know, as you know, yeah. you know, from your training, that nutritional classes are marginalized because there's so much emphasis on pharmacotherapy. Right. Uh, so if you understand nutrition as medicine, you have to have a whole different understanding right. of how the nutrients work and how to restore health in the cell. It's a big education. That's why the naturopath, you know, the, the uh, physicians that are interested in integrative medicine, they all go back and they right. relearn the basic biochemistry to be able to really explain how it works because then we can utilize these nutrients and reverse diseases. I, I totally agree with you. And I think this is, this is such a great topic for everybody to kind of get a handle on. Now, I want to go back to something because I think this is a really cool subset of a, of a topic for us. And, and that's the, our, our genetic disposition not to make <clears throat> vitamin C, as you said. <clears throat> Excuse me, everybody. There's, it, it really is unbeknownst to people. People don't, don't understand that we are really one of the only animals besides guinea pigs that do not make vitamin C. And what is that factor in? What, what was that reasoning behind that? But like you said, most importantly, you have to get it into your body now. It becomes your daily responsibility to do this for yourself, self-love. Uh, Dr. Anna, I, I wanted to ask, uh, you know, I think this is important. I think the listeners want to, want to understand this as well. How important do you think it is nowadays to supplement on a daily basis? on a daily basis and dr yeah. matt for example let me give you an example about vitamin c oh yeah if, if you for example have taken high dose vitamin c for a period of time and you abruptly stop yes what happens is that you've upregulated the enzymes in your cells that utilize vitamin c and all of a sudden your cells are starving and are actually going into crisis so what you see for example when we augment the healing journey of cancer patients because right. vitamin C supports the immune system uh, and they abruptly stop, they can, they can have problems with the recurrence. Yeah. Yeah. They can have uh, 
you know, cold symptoms, uh, infections, and it happens very rapidly because you have to understand that if you stop these the vitamin C, you have to taper it down because your body adapts. So sticking daily with your program. I have some patients who say, okay, I'm going to take my one vitamin, just like you said before. Again, might as well not bother because yeah. your body and yourself need, need all of the building blocks. You're trying to restore your house. And let's say your house is in shambles and you're sick. Now, you're not going to be able to rebuild your house if your roof is leaking, your windows <laughs> are missing, and, uh, you know, you don't yeah. have any uh, door frames. Those are your nutrients. So you need every single aspect of your house to be there to heal. Does that make sense? Oh, I think I think everybody out there, I think you, you said it so eloquently. Everyone understood that. And... You know, now we can sit back there as physicians and we can look out and say, okay, everybody, you're all deficient. And when you're at a deficit, this now becomes almost a crisis mode for them to start adding to their diet on a daily basis. And this is what I love to tell people. You're a grown-up. No one's going to come and give you food. You have to plan out how you're going to eat for the day. And I always get these looks like, what do you mean? And I said, well... For breakfast, for lunch, for dinner, if we just take the three meals. Now, I do five meals a day. I, I try to break it up so I'm, I'm able to give my digestion a break. I don't eat a lot at one time because I want my body to be able to absorb. But I plan every meal to get the maximum amount of nutrients for as little calories as I can. And the reason why I do that <clears throat> is, unfortunately, I travel a lot. I'm a little more sedentary in my life. <clears throat> and... I still want to maintain this level of, okay, everybody out there, there's macro and there's micronutrients. Macronutrients, we have fat, proteins, and carbohydrates. The micronutrients are your vitamin, minerals, phytochemicals, and, and cofactor enzymes. Now, you should, I know everybody's probably listening going, oh my God, it, it's not as complicated as it sounds, but every meal that you try to plan, you want to make sure that you're, you're touching on adding these nutrients to your body. So in other words, you have a little protein, you have a little carbohydrates, you've got some, some fruits, some vegetables, and you add all these together on a daily basis to make sure that you're not going to be deficient. But I'm going to tell you, even the way I plan, I still have to supplement because I'm not quite getting enough out of my food because of how our agriculture now has been degraded so badly. So Dr. Anna, everybody, is giving you wisdom, wisdom, wisdom beyond wisdom. So if you are deficient, make those up. Get those supplements. Uh, Dr. Anna, what supplement lines are you using currently? Uh, you know, it, it, it depends on the, um, the patients as well. Because, mm -hmm. for example, uh, you know, we talked about vitamin C. Yeah. Some people, because their gastrointestinal tract cannot Absolutely. handle the absorption or they'll get diarrhea, right. you may not be able to use a powder form of ascorbic acid. Right. If you take it in pill form and you want to get to high doses, you know, you have to take a handful of pills just in vitamin C. Mm -hmm. Liposomal totally, yes. is wonderful because it enhances absorption. Yes. If you think about that, for example, for vitamin C, if your gut is healthy and you don't have leaky gut, you absorb 40% of what you're taking in orally. If you have leaky gut, you're at 20%. That's why we, the dosages, when, when you're kind of on this 
downhill spiral have to be so high or we also augment with intravenous nutritional yes. supplementation because the absorption rate there is 100%. Does everybody hear that? This is so important what Dr. Anna just said. for you to understand. So if your digestive system is compromised, in other words, are you having acid reflux on a a daily basis or even a weekly basis? Do you get those digestional issues? Are you getting cramping? Is your stool all over the place as it it goes from soft to small to to hard? Um, Are you having those pains, those gastrointestinal pains? And if if you are, I would go out on a limb and probably say that you're what I call digestive system compromise. And it's really important that you listen to what Dr. Anna said. You can't just go start dumping supplements in your your throat and expect your body to absorb those. So, Dr. Anna, do you want to repeat again? You said it's so great, how important it is, how much we absorb through our digestive system if our digestive system is intact. Regards to vitamin C, like I said, if it's an intact, it's about 40%. It can be lower if there's leaky gut and inflammation. So uh, the the routes of which we take supplementation really depends also on the state of health of the individual. So like I said, somebody with a, a healthy system, a younger person, you know, they may do very well with your multivitamins and ascorbic acid. I want to make sure that people know, you know, there are a lot of products, for example, with vitamins that have uh, very high sugar content. Very high, yes. Sugar is pro-inflammatory, so it makes you age. If you want to do a healthy thing, you want to really reduce your, your sugar content, the other thing that happens is that sugar is as addictive to the brain as heroin. Very much so, yes. So anybody you know who's, who's, who's medicating with, with for emotional stress, etc. That's how people are overeating, and then we're so so. It's important to kind of know about uh, these propensities, and uh, when you are when you're making energy in your cells because you have the nutrients to do so, your hunger and your need to overcompensate and overeat will also diminish. Right, it will. I, I can tell everybody, I'm, I, I love food, but when I get my nutrients just right and I keep in that, in that happy zone, I call it my happy zone, I don't have cravings. Um, and and I'm, a, I'm the guy who loves to eat and it, it's, it's a freedom. And, you know, I, I tell everyone basic discipline in your life is so important. And I'm not talking about the rigidity of discipline just for the sake of discipline. But I'm talking about discipline to know when to eat and when to stop to eat. And the discipline also to choose those nutriently dense foods over the crappy foods. And if you can have discipline over what you put into your mouth, other things really open up in your life. And, and for me, this is a, a really important truth. Um, I thought as an athlete, I knew how to eat nutritionally, you know, when I was a young man. But really the information I got was mostly about the macro type of, of nutrition. It was carbohydrates, fats, and proteins because, you know, as an athlete, I was trying to put on muscle mass. But an interesting thing happened as I started to age, I started to know, notice that I wasn't putting on muscle like I was. And I ran into a great mentor in my late 20s that looked at me and said, well, you're so nutrient deficient. You got plenty of protein, plenty of carbohydrates, plenty of fats, but your micronutrients are so low that you're 
you know, he said perfectly, and I've remembered this always, you're robbing Peter to pay Paul on your performance. And I kind of looked at him and I said, oh my God, you're right. If I wasn't getting enough B vitamins, where was my body trying to make those? If I wasn't getting enough vitamin C, you know, my body was trying to make up. I wanted to bring up something with you, Dr. Anna, and I wanted to bring up osteopenia or osteoporosis for everybody out there. And, and what we're seeing nutritionally with osteoporotic patients and, uh, and some of the problems there and, and how you recommend for those patients to, to go about on their, on their nutrition. So uh, about 80% of our population is vitamin D3 deficient. Yeah. Uh, vitamin D3 is the transport molecule that puts calcium into the bones. Yeah. And uh, the dosages need to be appropriately increased again because, for example, obese women tend to not absorb vitamin D and need higher daily doses. Mm-hmm. It's been shown that you want to supplement with D3, not D2, because the conversion is a problem for many people. We're not exposed to enough sunlight. Mm-hmm. And if you think about that, vitamin D uh, prevents cancers, uh, you know, reduces depressive symptoms. It suppresses the obesity gene. It does. So vitamin D deficiency has a 70% uh, uh, chance of a substantially increased uh, chance of increasing glucose intolerance and the risk of diabetes. So uh, on the osteopenia part, it's the same thing. If you don't have the minerals, so you want to do your D, and then with the D, you always have to give vitamin K unless you are on a blood thinner like Coumadin, because the vitamin K is sort of like the traffic controller that tells the vitamin D, don't put the calcium in the soft tissues like the arteries, take it to the bones. Right. Now, everybody out there understand where vitamin D comes from. Uh, it's in your gut. Dr. Anna, do you want to explain vitamin K for a lot of people because they don't understand it? Vitamin K is, is you know, it's one of the fat-soluble uh, vitamin that has been um, shown to have tremendous benefit for heart health uh, and uh, that's also, you know, needed in liver metabolism, etc. So oftentimes, because uh, people don't eat, you know, your liver or... Yeah, green leafy vegetables, enough of them, right. uh, you know, people have low of these K levels. So um, because particularly in postmenopausal women, when the hormone levels go down, you just want to make sure that you have the appropriate nutrients, your D, your K, your calcium uh, to support your bones. Absolutely. And, you know, I, I know for, for years, you know, the standard of care was to throw calcium at all of these patients. And, you know, I remember when I woke up to, you know, being a physician and recommending calcium, 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 and I woke up to how important vitamin D3 was and vitamin K. And, and all, you know, of course, then the digestive system about it even absorbing the calcium mineral. And, oh my gosh, I remember, you know, looking at going, boy, I've just been throwing calcium at these patients with, and they have no hope of even absorbing this. Um, do you want to talk a little bit about absorption rates of, of those things and, and why those cofactors are so important? I mean, you need the calcium, but you have to have the vitamin K and vitamin D. And, and what, what if we have patients, Dr. Anna, that are so digestive system compromised, how do you treat them for, for certain things? What I 
I do in my practice because, for example, with the D deficiency, when you have a serum level that is below 30, that's actually official vitamin D deficiency, but it's been shown that optimum levels are greater than 75. When you're so low, it takes a lot to be able to get people up. So I actually yeah. give them injections of up to you know, 50,000 units of vitamin D3 intramuscularly uh, for uh, several weeks and then get their levels up uh, to around 75 where uh, is considered optimal. And then while they're daily supplementing and then they're continuing with the supplementation on a daily basis. Everybody hear that daily basis? Please, and please, vitamin please. Vitamin D deficiency, it's really important for people to understand. Yeah. It's like you feel that. You have oh, muscle yeah. soreness. You have fatigue. It's hard for you to walk upstairs sometimes. You know, the, the brain fog occurs. There are so many systems that are affected by vitamin D3 because it's what you make other things off. It's involved in your immune system. Uh, so it's very, very important. And many people don't know how deficient they are. Right. But many people can relate to this issue of, uh, I just feel chronically tired and right. my, I'm sore all the time. And so that, that could be a real good sign and you should have your level checked. I mean, everybody out there, I'm a, everybody knows me. I'm a huge proponent of vitamin D3 and all the cofactors. And yes, get your levels checked. You know, I mean, how, how often do we see patients, Dr. Anna, who are, that are depressed and they, it correlates with their low serum levels of vitamin D3? Absolutely. It's uh, true. You know, we see it. And imagine how much easier it would be instead of taking an anti a pharmaceutical antidepressant with right. side effects to just take a little bit more of the sunshine hormone. I Absolutely. mean, uh, you know, or definitely go to the blue room, but also yes. supplement on a daily basis. One of the things that um, occurs, like I have some people who live in Arizona uh, and they think that being in the sun will uh, take care of their vitamin D level. Right. So in a young person, that is correct. And you can make up to 10,000 units of vitamin D with about a half an hour of sun exposure to your naked skin on, on your body. Right. But in an older person, the enzymatic step in the skin isn't working. So they're not able to convert into yeah. active D3. They have to supplement even if you're in the sun. Everybody hear that. It, it, this is so important, 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 important. Now, I don't find it in everyone who's aging, but I would say the majority of people, yes. Now, I have a theory about that. I mean, Dr. Anna, why do you think we stop making the proper enzymes to, to make vitamin D3 as we age? I think, you know, it's, it's the, the entire um, cellular metabolism and how... The, the cell and how we make energy degrade as we age because we are nutrient deficient and then there, there are many other factors that are affecting health. You know the mind connection. Yeah. You know, are there issues with absorption? You know, how come that, for example, in depressed and anxious people, their levels of nutrient metabolism is so decreased and, and they're so low? You know, is is the emotional uh, aspect of things that is affecting the body, you know, shortening the telomeres as we know, life right. and increased in depression, all those things, is that, you know, because we're burning too many nutrients in that state and we need more? 
So yeah. what I'm saying is, is the depression uh, uh, caused by nutrient deficiency, and then is the nutrient deficiency also worsened by the depression because of the depressed metabolism in that state? Right. I mean, that that is the beautiful question is, did the nutritional deficiencies come first or did the depression come first? And I would have to say in, in my clinical experience that a majority of the patients I've had over the years have been nutritionally deficient. And you can definitely correlate that those symptoms came on. I, I, I love to talk about pediatrics um, if for a moment and how we tend to, to forget, uh, you know, I'm going to bring up breast milk for a moment, how nutritionally dense that is. And, you know, I, one of my mentors years ago said, why aren't we mimicking our daily nutrient requirements based on what we're getting at in breast milk. You know, all of the enzymes, you know, the immunoglobulins, the fats, the, you know, protein. and I looked at him and I said, I have no idea. And he really shrugged his shoulders and said, I don't either. And, you know, it, there are so many things I think that we miss. You know, I love that Ramta says obvious on obvious. And, uh, and there are so many things that, that we look at on a daily basis and say, well, why aren't we? Dr. Why do why do you think we're not looking at, at the nutri- nutrient quality of breast milk and applying that as, as we start to grow? You know, there are um, people who use, for example, colostrum, right, uh, which right. uh, is a wonderful supplement uh, that has that uh, pre-cow's milk, you know. Uh, but, uh, you know, I think that the problem is where we started, which is that the education of the yeah. population right. about the basics of nutrition isn't, isn't there. And then many of the healthcare providers don't really know about it. And so this is the the real, you know, problem. Basically, the midsection of the regular stores, which is processed food, has nutritionally (laughs) no value. But that is how the average person has been educated to eat. Yeah, it's totally true. And and to me, as, as a father... You know, I, I look at this with the education I have and I look at all of the other children. You know, I, I go and spend time with children when I, when I can to help out. None of them are getting an education on how to eat. It, it's more of a cultural, you know, familiar type of education where, well, this is how my, my parents ate. This is how I'm going to eat. And parents out there, it's so imperative for you to give your children more nutrient-dense food than you realize. And it sets a precedent. It sets a precedent, and education has to begin there. Um, but like you said, biochemistry of, of all of this is so important. You know, I've, now that I've, I've been a daddy, I mean, and I, Dr. Anna, you, you just became a, a grandparent. Congratulations. Yes. Pretty cool. Thank you. <laughs> it, you know, I, I think you're kind of, you, you start to wake up a little bit and go, oh, my God. You know, why aren't we teaching children how to combine nutrients properly or foods properly to get those basic nutrients? And... You know, we we have to take a step back and go, this is almost insanity that we're not teaching how people how to be responsible, um, you know, as we get into adulthood and our education system definitely doesn't doesn't hit on this. So this is why everybody out there, this is important for you to educate, educate, educate yourself. Get with Dr. Anna, get with myself, ask basic questions, understand formulations and, and how to put together food and supplements to get the best out of your body. And uh, I can tell you from my own experience, 
just on a performance basis that when my brain is fogged, when I'm under stress, when I'm not sleeping well, I can trace it back to nutritional deficiencies that I got too busy in my day or I forgot to take the supplement or my digestive system is off. And to sit in that honesty and correct those things and to feel your body thrive and your mind thrive, everybody out there, I want you all to experience it because it's a freedom in a way. And and it, I haven't been... Um, physically sick in a long time. I've had moments where my immune system got a little low, but when you bounce back, you, you're able to just start going right back into whatever life you wanted to. And I can say that's, that's from keeping my nutrition up. That, that's not anything genetically special about me. It really is keeping my, my, uh, my nutrition up. Dr. Anna, what do you think? I think, you know, obviously we know that balance is important, you know, reducing stress is, is, it's one of the major things that makes us age. Uh, Nutrition can help us make more resilient, uh, you know, taking care of our mind, our spiritual beingness, our, uh, you know, making sure that we're exercising, that we're moving, uh, you know, that we're out there in nature, that we're connecting with loved ones, that we're getting over our you know resentments and, right, and uh, right. uh, you know anxieties and just are grateful every day all of those are impacting uh, the well-being and uh, so you know just getting back to the basics on a day-to-day basis and uh, and really focusing on those makes everything else easier it's so much easier I agree you know and and I'm thinking back to you know to to medical school when every you know everybody who went through professional school you 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 get this how busy you are and the choices we make for food and then the massive amount of information i was trying to to process i i can tell everybody out there i did not get my nutrition down during those days it was a lot of sugar a lot of caffeine and really really did not help me physically and um you know i i can say that when I decided to to kind of put those things together, processing information was 10 times easier for me than when my nutrition was low. And, you know, Dr. Anna, you know, everybody, I, I want you to know that when you, you, you come from a traditional allopathic background, um, there are a lot of us out there that just don't get basic nutrition because like Dr. Anna said, we're, we're really educated more in pharmacology. And we look for pharmacology to help to treat symptoms. And a lot of those symptoms can be traced back to nutritional deficiencies. Don't you think so, Dr. Anna? Absolutely. And, you know, if you just look at the amount of symptoms for each vitamin deficiency, it's like, oh, my God, you can, <laughs> right. you know, eliminate and treat yeah. 80% of what's coming in, in a primary care practice. Because yeah. you can also prevent it from occurring. So uh, I definitely think that this is an important thing. And everybody who, you know, we're at the brink of really unlocking longevity. But we want longevity with quality of life. Right. And that quality uh, really is tied to the, the basics of taking care of yourself every day. And it's about breaking those habits of you know, uh, not doing the, the, the soda pop, not doing the things like that are toxic to your body, like your 
uh, aspartame, your um, uh, artificial flavoring, and all of those things that are actually impairing your cellular metabolism. Just, you know, what Dr. Matt said earlier, you have to make the decision for you early because yeah. you can't see it in your body, but your, your aging process, even though you're in your 30s, you're in your 40s, it has already begun. And, uh, you know, you don't want uh, the, the manifestation of the symptoms of, you know, starting to forget things or, you know, developing heart disease. It comes in earlier and earlier, and we want to prevent that right. from happening. Absolutely everyone out there. Uh, Dr. Anna, let's talk about detoxification of the cell and how important certain um, vitamins and minerals are for detoxification. Uh, so many, uh, so much to say, and it's, uh, you know, it would almost uh, be another show. You know, one of the, I think we can the do um, uh, important antioxidant in the cell is glutathione. Right. Glutathione gets depleted uh, in the presence of toxins, and for example, heavy metals yes. are affecting the enzymes that make glutathione. So we're not able to detoxify as well uh, cellularly. Uh, plus, you know, we, we have things like iodine that yeah. is important in the immune system and, and cellular metabolism that helps uh, prevent infections. We have other trace minerals. There are so many aspects of this that are important. And the sicker someone is, obviously, the more deficient they are. I have some people say, my goodness, you know, you're giving me all these tons and tons of, of supplements and vitamins. It seems so overwhelming. I can't eat anything because it's right. so much. But, but if you, again, think about uh, if you want to restore the cell, my goodness, uh, you know, you have to address these different uh, areas. Right. I, you know, and, and I think that this is important everybody to understand. Heavy metal toxicity is so common nowadays. I, I mean, I'm going to probably go out on a limb again here and, and would say that 75 to 80 percent of the population is toxic in at least one heavy metal. And when I talk about heavy metal, I'm talking about mercury, arsenic, cadmium. There's, there's a bunch of them out there. Even iron uh, can, can end up being a toxic metal if you're, you're, you have an overabundance. Uh, and and you, everyone needs to really listen to Dr. Anna's wisdom here about getting those proper nutrients like iodine. Iodine is the only thing that will detoxify chlorine, bromine, and what's the other one? Fluorine, I believe. Absolutely. Uh, and those fluoride, everybody out there, and and we're we're just bombarded by these chemicals in in products and foods, and so it's so important for everyone to understand to get your nutritional uh, uh, daily requirements. It's more than just how the cell functions; also detoxification. Yes, and uh, you know, um, I became a certified chelation practitioner through the yeah, American it's um, so College cool. for the Advancement of Medicine, and I thought that was one of the most important education that I've received in right. my career. And why is that? Because it, you know, people bioaccumulate heavy metals oh, like lead, you know, cadmium, arsenic, and what happens is that it interferes with our ability to utilize nutrients. Right. It's hormone disruptors. It impairs our DNA and uh, absolutely causes um, uh, problems with DNA replication and damage to it. 
so things like arteriosclerosis, it's well known that, um, that because, um, for example, lead and cadmium are, are inhibiting nitric oxide in the blood vessels and are causing free radicals, which is the aging process to occur, is causing arteriosclerosis. Arsenic is cancerogenic. You know, mercury can cause neuronal damage. There are so many areas, so one of my approaches is absolutely, we have to get the toxins and the heavy metals out, and then, you know, in the process of nutritionally optimizing uh, someone, uh, when we're really endeavoring to heal certain, certain uh, effects, autoimmune diseases, rheumatoid arthritis, uh, dementia, all have been linked to heavy metal problems and uh, um, burden, heavy metal uh, accumulated burden. Everybody out there has to really listen to this. This is so important. Um, now, I've done chelation therapy uh, personally myself. I've recommended it for years. I've, I've had it available in my clinics. Dr. Anna, how important do you think this is for people to understand what, what this type of therapy is and what it can do? And, and can everybody utilize uh, this type of therapy? Uh, so there's ways to test for the um, the heavy metals in the body, and obviously the first thing you want to do is get away from exposure. If you still have amalgams in your teeth that are filled with mercury, you have to get those out. Uh, if uh, if you are exposed in your environment, it's been known that 95% uh, of baby foods you would take, talking about pediatrics, are yeah. contaminated with things like arsenic because our soil is contaminated, and so even if if you buy organic food, the heavy metals are in these plants and we're consuming them. Everybody listen yeah, to this, so important. Lipstick. There's uh, yes. uh, the, the environmental exposure is huge, aluminum in your deodorants. And so all of those things over time bioaccumulate. And the problem with some of these heavy metals like lead and cadmium is that their half-lives in the body are 30 years. So they get stored in your bones, in your internal organs, and they stay there and cause problems. Did everybody so, hear that? Uh, it's so we important. We need to know <laughs> that we live in an environment that unfortunately through th things like pesticides, through things yeah. like... Um, uh, you know, environmental exposure, uh, you know, lead was in gasoline before 1979. Right. And it's called the silent killer in America. Right. So uh, it, we've been exposed just by living. Mm -hmm. And uh, so if we're noticing that we're getting sick, that the thyroid is low, that there's endocrine problems, there's this chronic fatigue, it's worthwhile to get tested and see what are the, the blood current blood levels, which indicate the circulating amounts of heavy metals in the blood like mercury and lead um, and then you know we can uh, come up with a treatment plan but I think it's it's fantastically important uh, and uh, you know I always thought about a lot of the pharmacotherapy that uh, that I was prescribing as an internist you know I, I was very hesitant about using for myself and when I discovered chelation you know I, I treated myself and I still take uh, an IV every week and uh, that's a big sign when the doctor takes their own yes. treatment <laughs> I think so too I think so too everybody listen to this Dr. Anna and I both we, we do this we believe in this you know, uh, and, and everyone has to understand a lot of pharmacology, a, a lot of pharmaceuticals out there 
have heavy metals and they also leach vitamins and minerals from your body to create the reactions they need to to do the work they're designed to do. So if you're on long-term pharma, uh, pharmaceuticals, you have to really understand that nine times out of 10, you are creating a deficit in nutrition by taking those. And also on the other side, you know, and with some vitamins out, companies out there, they all have heavy metals that are associated with the supplementation. Not every nutritional supplement company out there is the best of the best. And this is where, you know, doctors like Anna and I were out there trying to vet, trying to find out what are the best companies. But we both do IV nutrients a lot and, and we both do chelation. Now, Dr. Anna, what's the youngest that you've, you've treated with chelation, the youngest patient? Uh, and then on the other well, side, what's in, the oldest? In the 30s. Okay. See, yeah. yeah, I've treated pediatric patients in the past with chelation, um, d- depending on it. So everyone out there, it, it, it's not a, it, it is a very scientific exact uh, treatment, but there's people in, that can use it at a very old age and also a very young, young age to gr- get great benefit out of this. Um, even IV therapies. I have some pediatric uh, cases that I've treated with nutri- nutritional therapy uh, with using an IV source. And those are extreme cases. Most of the time I find with the pediatric cases, just changing their diet and giving supplementation is enough. But I want everyone to know out there, this is a really, it, it, especially the vitamin IV therapy, it's a mild enough therapy that everybody out there can do it. Would you agree, Dr. Anna? Yes, absolutely, and you know, if it's if it's done properly, uh, it uh, it's very helpful. Uh, I think that when we're able to adjust the dosages in the IV bag based on the conditions of the patient, you know, some people, for example, they are not able to metabolize certain B vitamins, like right. if they have the M- uh, MTHFR mutation with the B vitamins, they can have problems. So, you know, making sure that we get give them the right uh, type of vitamins, like the methyl uh, vitamin B12 and uh, methylfolate. So right. those kind of things are, are need to be individualized based on people's genetic predisposition, their ability to metabolize. And so then we use, uh, I use nutritional therapy as medicine, absolutely. There we go, everybody. Um, I think we have enough information or enough uh, uh, stuff here we can talk about for another show, I think for sure. Um, you know, everyone, I like to try to keep these talks about 45 minutes. Uh, we had a world of good information from Dr. Anna today. Everyone, Dr. Anna's in Yelm, A4, and um, her, do, do you have a website up and everything else, Dr. Anna? Yes, it is. Uh, you can find me on ammedicalmd.com. You can also uh, find us on Facebook, and I have a YouTube channel where I talk about many different uh, topics, for example, environmental health, peptides, exosomes. So uh, uh, if you uh, look at AM Medical LLC on YouTube, you can find me there. Okay, everybody get that. uh, Educate, educate, educate yourselves. I always preach that every time. It's so important. Dr. Anna, thank you so much for being on the show. I had a blast. Let's do this again, (laughs) for sure. Thank you so much, Dr. Matt. It was wonderful talking to you. Thank you so much.